welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. This is the Words of Grace podcast. It is November the 14th. That's right. And this, and this is, is take number three. Take three. Yes. You should have heard Justin a moment ago. <laughs> Trying to say words of grace. Crazy things come out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Good but we're to see you. We're also here with Cody Truitt. Cody, Cody say hello. Truitt hello. Good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Cody Truitt, Truitt, pastor of worship, just first day today. That's right. And we're throwing him into a podcast. <laughs> Been on the job for four hours. I know. We had a, this is a side note, we had a new teacher that taught for the first time, and he had to teach on the Trinity yesterday. I thought, <laughs> man, how can we make you just... Flunk. No, he did a great job. I would have done horrible with him. He did great. You would have done. You would have done a good job too. The Justin. first out of the gate, Trinity. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's really an easy one if you stop and think about it. Really? Yes. The way you teach on the Trinity is you just affirm that's the right. statements and then say it's a mystery and move on. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, don't try to bring any cute analogies in. It's that's always going right. to fall short. Right. Just do your best. You to don't firm. want much amplification with yeah. the Trinity. Here it is. You just want to say it. Yeah, that's good. Let it let it be. That's good. Anyway, welcome to Cody. Thank yes. you. Thank good you. to have you. Yeah, the first day at Grace and uh, joining us here on the podcast and then going to lead worship on Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we're going to interview Cody in a second, but yeah. before we get there and ask Cody some questions, I want to talk a little bit about the sermon on Sunday. Yeah. So we were in John chapter 20, mm-hmm. and we read the whole thing, because I remember, because you started reading while I was downstairs running up after an interview, and by the time I got upstairs, you were still reading. So we read <laughs> all of John 20, but great text, yeah. and um, talked about the appearances, and kind of there's this key verse towards the end, uh, two verses really, 30 mm-hmm. 31. Talk about kind of what John is about, what he's striving after. So, speak to a little bit. Give an overview of the sermon for those that may didn't listen, or yeah. just give us a little bit of. Back. Okay, well, it'll be an overview. So, if I would yeah. encourage people to listen to it. But yes, this is the final sign, the beginning of John, John chapter two. Uh, Jesus cleansed the temple, and the the religious leaders came and said, "Why do you have the authority to do this? What sign do you give us?" And Jesus said, "Destroy the temple, and on the third day I'll raise it up again." And so we go through the whole book of John, and we come to the end of John, and that's exactly what happened. They destroyed the temple. They crucified the Lord, nailed his body to the cross. His body was taken down, buried in the tomb. And then on the third day, Jesus arose. And here we are in John 20. That's the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So that's where we were in saying that the sign is there. And uh, the signs are so that we'll believe. That's the way John ended there, as you mentioned yeah. at verse 30 and 31 of, of chapter 20. <clears throat> he said, all the signs and this sign are written down that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, mm-hmm. the Son of God, and that by believing you'll have life in his yeah. name. Yeah. So we were talking about the resurrection appearances yeah. uh, on Sunday to <clears throat> to Mary and then to 10 of the disciples at first and then to the 11th disciple, Thomas third. Uh, yeah. So I want to kind of go to the appearances that yeah. we looked at. Was there anything out of those appearances that you may began to you got to start a little bit and tell mm-hmm. us a little bit but you know you didn't have tons of time in the sermon but yeah. is there anything from those three appearances that you would say I mean this this really helps us in these ways as mm-hmm. we think about looking at Mary uh, the ten and then Thomas yeah 
yes, because I think maybe it was you. I can't remember who said to me that I could have preached a, a separate yeah. sermon on all three of those different appearance uh, uh, paragraphs. Um, and as I said on Sunday, they're like little side paths. You know, we right. were going down the main path. The main point is the very end. Yeah, and, but but all these little side uh, paths that we could have gone down and spent a lot of time on. And so, yeah, I, I would say one of the things that, that I didn't get to talk about on Sunday that I would love to, to amplify for, for here is the way that each of these three appearances, first to Mary, then to the 10 disciples who were together, and then to the 11th disciple, Thomas, who was not with the 10 when Jesus mm-hmm. appeared. But th- there's something about each one of those that we can really gain if we just looked at each one individually. Yeah. So, like, for instance, on Mary, I was just struck by... Um, he called her woman, you know, woman, why are you weeping? She thought he was the gardener. Yeah. And that, but it was when he said her name, when he said Mary. Yeah. Now you got to understand that, that, that Mary Magdalene was one of the followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, supported Jesus' ministry, uh, probably, you know, helped care for the group of disciples mm-hmm. in many, many ways. And uh, she had listened to Jesus teach. He had, he had healed her. Mm-hmm. He had he had delivered her, and um, she loved Jesus in the best and purest and godliest of ways. She was a true disciple, but she thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Mary." Yeah. And she knew, All right, that the shepherd was alive. He laid down his life, just like he said in John ten. He took it back up again. And you know, in John ten, Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. They hear my voice. They follow me." Mary turned around, and at that moment, you know, I just, I got this, it, we could have stayed there a long time just thinking what was it like for Mary to gain her whole life, her whole identity, her whole new relationship with her Lord. She mm-hmm. called him that, my Lord, um, in that moment. And she, she came to the realization that she was the sheep of the good shepherd, and the good shepherd is alive. Yeah. That was everything for her. Yeah. You know, she, she was a woman. Mm-hmm. She was a Jewish woman under Roman occupation, and she probably had every reason to think that she needed a lot of other things to make her life whole. Yeah. But she came to the conclusion that yeah. she needed Christ, and she had him. Yeah, that was her new identity, and she yeah. ran with it. They ran with it. I wish I, I wish I could have preached the whole sermon yeah. on that. Um, then, then there are the, the ten disciples. Uh, it's Sunday night. They're fearful, uh, worried about... Uh, you know the, the the Jews looking for Jesus and and the uproar of the of the empty tomb and maybe even the Romans they're fearful they're locked up and Jesus appears speaks a word of peace to them and then he commissioned them mm-hmm. which is again powerful yeah uh, because they thought it was over you know he's dead yeah. everybody thinks he's dead that's yeah. the point everybody yeah. thinks Jesus is dead and 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 he he's he's not dead he's alive he looks at him and he says I've I've got I'm sending you as the Father has sent mm-hmm. me. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on that because we're going to come back to that Sunday. Sunday. But the idea of, of the, these, these men who, who had given their lives for Christ, followed Christ, uh, fled. They're scattered because of the crucifixion. But now he's regathered them and he's commissioned them. Yeah. So I love the idea of, of just receiving the commission of Christ, of a living Christ. Mm-hmm. And the work goes on and we're, we're part of that.
And then, of course, there's Thomas. Yeah. You know, who I, I, I've never ragged on Thomas. I've never put him down. I, I don't think if I have, I repent because yeah. he is so us. You know, yeah. he's so real and raw. And Jesus meets him right there. He stomps his foot and says, I'll never believe unless I touch him, see him and touch him. And Jesus is like, well, okay, I can, I can work that out for you. <laughs> and so he showed up and said, yeah. give me your hand, touch touch my side. And then I think what I really love about the Thomas appearance is, is the, the quick, complete transformation of the mind and the heart hmm. uh, at the realization that Jesus is alive. Yeah. Because he said, he went from, I'll never believe to my Lord and my God mm-hmm. in a very, very short amount of time. Yeah. The power of Christ. Yeah. So those are some things I wish. Yeah, I could have preached the whole sermon on that. I too. know, we could. Yeah. It's great. So yeah, I would encourage those to go back and listen to the sermon. It's just a great sermon to think about. And I love those three appearances because I, f- I feel like that you could easily sit there and picture what it was like mm. in your mind uh, with mm. Mary and Thomas and the 10. It's just a, mm. it's beautiful to see. You know, as we're coming, we're not to the end of John. We have, we have yeah. two more weeks, but as we're approaching, I think what, what I would like to do is to give people an assignment. Okay. And it has to do with the last two verses of chapter 20 where John said, these were written so that you would believe. Yeah that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you would have eternal life. So I just want to remind our people that God has been so gracious mm-hmm. to, um, to ensure that these things were written down. Mm-hmm. What a gift. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so by opening them up regularly and feasting on them and reminding and mm-hmm. meditating and pondering our faith is built. That's the way it's built, you know? And so I, I know some people, you know, it, it's easy to say, oh, we finished up, John. Let's, you know, next. Mm-hmm. And not ever, and, and we will. We'll move to other portions of the Bible. But the whole of Scripture is, is a recorded uh, testimony of God's work for us. Yeah. And that John just says it right there at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would encourage people to take it up and read it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and then also I love the encouragement you gave at the end was so also for ourselves to take it up and to believe, but also to, to give it to someone else and yeah. to walk with someone else through John so that they might believe. So yeah. Neighbors, friends, coworkers, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Just encourage mm-hmm. people to get in the Word. Yeah. At the, you know, at the end of this or sometime in the service, I said, you know, if, if you came to faith by reading John or hearing John, raise your hand. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of hard to tell, but I, I could look around and think that at least maybe 20 plus people. Wow on that first section down there, mm-hmm. can't really see up in the balcony, but down on the floor, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many, but several hands <clears throat> went up of people who came to faith in Christ Yeah, just hearing and reading John. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, now we're going to transition to Cody. So, Cody, tell us, give us like the 30-second, <laughs> like tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Kind of a little bit of background. All right. I am from Tampa, Florida. And grew up there till I was 18. Came up to Nashville for a year and went to Welch College. Okay. Um, eventually, we moved back home and uh, eventually joined the service and uh, spent about six years serving and came back to Nashville. What, what branch of the service? Army. Okay. And uh, I was I was 
trying to get commissioned through Liberty University, and mm-hmm. um, they put me to, to detached me to a guard unit, and uh, that unit got called up, and um, so deployed with them, and they're a great group of guys in the 29th Infantry Division, mm-hmm. and um, so that was a lot of my life for a while, and I started going to Israel and uh, started a backpacking trips, you know, leading backpacking trips through Israel, and um, I've done that several times, and uh, that's a big part of my life mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back in the meantime. I came back to to Nashville. I graduated from Welch College, and um, made my way up to Kentucky. And went to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, okay. and um, uh, led the Norton Hall Band there. And it's a wonderful group of people. Was happy to work with them, and. Um, yeah, I was working at a church in Barstown, Kentucky, and then the Lord led me here. Great. Yeah. We're so glad to have you. Yeah. Speaking of the Norton Hall Band, so after um, after we started talking to you and the decision was made for you to come and you agreed to come to Nashville, I got on uh, streaming service and uh, started listening to the Norton Hall Band. All right, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's good. I mean, just really wonderful worship music, hymns set to contemporary you know, arrangement and, and instruments, and it's just beautiful, man. Well, I appreciate that. It was, it was fun to uh, work with them, wonderful musicians, um, you know, being able to collaborate together and figure out arrangements and how what's the best way to play this um, at a, you know, globally, uh-huh. whatever, however many churches we can help with our arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a specific kind of arranging so that really uh was helpful in my own personal arranging Mm -hmm. trying to learn how to you know arrange you know on a on for a standard of of that kind of an audience so that was helpful for for me as as a musician but i the relationships and and being able to work with them and my last year with norton hall band we had 30 songs Mm -hmm. in in a year to record and uh, that was a huge project mm-hmm. that um, we were able to thankfully get through with um, Mandy Pennington, now now Mandy Pennington Bailey, um, and and uh, and just several other fantastic mm-hmm. uh, arrangers, you know. And, and mm-hmm. um, so I, I love that idea of of what you just said about arranging uh, for a global uh, audience and and really a global. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Singership, you know, people mm-hmm. to sing it, and and the uh, the reason I like that is because I know sometimes here at Grace I've I've remembered that there are international uh, students and and uh, and just it's a it's Nashville's a large has a large international population and many of them are coming to Grace mm-hmm. and I've always wondered I've heard people talk in the past about how there's a way of arranging that is um, sort of bridges a cultural gap. You know, it's it's not so niche to one culture that other cultures couldn't come in and sing it. Mm-hmm. And and I just I think that's great. So I'd love to hear you talk about mm-hmm. that because I know here, you know, we we have folks from yeah. from uh, African nations who are coming to Grace, mm-hmm. and um, we just have some some brothers who have started coming, yeah, because they're going to school here from Latin American countries, and so that's neat. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. and that's what a, what a wonderful time you know for our at this point of church history. A lot of the songs that we, you know, that we deal with, that we were dealing with in Norton Hall, you know, it's all public domain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
we have those songs have had years mm-hmm. to be out and for people to learn those melodies. So our rule was we don't touch the melody. Mm-hmm. We got to we we change the support structure, the chord structure throughout mm-hmm. and um, how can we make it more modern, mm-hmm. you know, just musically and keep that melody the same because, mm-hmm. you know, in all these countries, people are singing this melody, yeah. you know, so uh, let's not change that. Let's just make it a little bit more modern, you know, and that's, that's a great philosophy. Um, that was yeah. very, that was, which taught us, you know, how to arrange more specifically, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Great. What, all right, uh, on, for this podcast purpose, what are you looking forward to at Grace? Um, so one of the th- one of the things that initially intrigued me about Grace was hearing the people sing, mm. and um, whenever I first looked it up and I was listening to a service, uh, that was one of the things that really stood out to me was mm. just how loud and uh, how clear the people are singing. It mm. is just very obvious that the people want to worship. Mm. So that was my initial thought of, you know, this, um, that's a genuine outpouring of people who are following the Lord and to be a part of that and to lead people in worship, um, to where it's not a, it's not a performance driven, um, service. It is a, we're assisting the voices of the saints Mm -hmm. singing to our God. Uh, and that's just very clear. It's very evident Mm -hmm. uh, here. So that, that was my, um, that was my initial uh, <laughs> pull in yeah, a way, yeah. and intrigue, and uh, then obviously learning more and more. But uh, has been has been wonderful. So that's my that's my uh, that would be my answer to that yeah, question. Right. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're looking forward to that. Yeah. And, uh, and then um, I'm grateful that you got in this morning for the podcast time because you you also got your. I'm looking over here. You got your first taste of Justin's. Coffee. That's right. That's right. So now, and I actually have a roommate now because I was has been vacant down on my end of the hall. Not a roommate. You have a you have I'm a, a hallmate. Hallmate. There you go. Well, it feels like a roommate to me. Okay. Your offices are really We're close. Very quiet and sad down on my side of the office. But um, yeah, so it's yeah. yeah, it's great. I always love when we got new people to join the team, yeah. and it's just exciting to have Cody and I'm just excited to get to know him. Excited for the congregation to get to know Cody too. I think it's just. It's fun, yeah. And I think right on, I, I love our congregational singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could tell story after story. And the one I go to a lot is I remember there was a, he's an elder, and he had been going through, he had a tough season of son getting sick. And I remember coming on a Sunday right after his son had passed away and him just singing right next to me thinking, man, I just, this is so encouraging to me to know what he's been through, but the fact that God is still God mm-hmm. and he's worshiping. It was just a, a sweet moment for me and, I just love that. When you get to know the congregation and then sing with the congregation, there's something beautiful about mm-hmm. those two things coming together. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you get to lead that mm-hmm. and be a part of it. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Cody, um, glad you're here. Scott, great sermon. We'll be back in John 20 That's this right. Sunday. And yeah, it's Missions Month. So as always, encourage people to pull out our missions brochure. Be thinking about how to support uh, the Rainies and other ministries in town. We talked about that on Sunday. But Grab that brochure, take a look, and we look forward to singing with Cody on Sunday and right. look forward to another week in John. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks.